Engaging conversation on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Friends, welcome once again to our program. Pro-Life Leader Frank Pavone here, Director of Priests for Life, together with Father Dennis Wild, one of our priest associates, been with us since 1998, actually. Welcome again to the program, Father Dennis. Good to be back and maturing. Yeah, you know, this year... The Church in the United States has been focusing very much on the Eucharist, special Eucharistic assemblies and, and uh, uh, processions and events and teachings. And of course, we want to be part of that. We are part of that. And in fact, for many years, we've been teaching about the connections between the Eucharist and our commitment to save the unborn from abortion. So we want to talk a little bit about that today and pray a little bit about that and tell people about some of our resources in regard to that. But to start us off, would you lead us in a prayer and then we'll, we'll uh, have our discussion. Yes, Lord, we thank you for the gift of Christmas, which we just celebrated. And Emmanuel, God is with us. How beautiful that is. We recognize that in, of course, the Word made flesh, but we recognize it also in the Eucharist. So Lord, we thank you for those tiny little things, the precious treasures that we have, the most precious, of course, which is the Eucharist, body and blood, soul and divinity, that you give us each day positively at Mass. So when we receive this, Lord, we give you thanks and we're reminded of Christmas, we're reminded of the beauty of this and the wonderful effulgence that comes from it, the life and the recourse to life that comes from it as well. So Lord, we thank you for today, and we thank you for all the days of our life as we enter into this new year. We ask you to bless us and our families as well. And for those who are pregnant, that they may see the wonder of life that is blossoming forth as they see the wonder of life that is given to us in your Eucharist. Lord, we thank you for all that you have given us, and we look forward to this coming year. Amen. Amen. So I always remember the day, uh, it was during my first year with Priest for Life, 1993 into 94. I was watching some videos of Operation Rescue. You, you've been involved in that over the years. And there was a counter-protester there, and she was yelling and screaming, this is my body, this is my body. And I'm sitting there watching her, and I said, wait a minute, those are words that I say every day. The same words. At the altar. It's the same words. And isn't it amazing? And of course, since then, we've written about that. Uh, Donna, our friend, uh, Rosemary Scallon, has did a music video about that at my suggestion. And the words, this is my body, are used by the abortion industry to take life and by Jesus to give life. And that, to me, is the most central and powerful uh, statement of how the pro-life commitment is Eucharistic, that the Eucharist shows us this battle between life and death and the victory of life. The difference, of course, being this is my body given up for you. This is my body. Don't tell me what to do. Right. The difference is I'm in charge of everything because I control everything in the universe of my life. You know, I, I, a lady is not going to be looking at that way exactly, but that indeed is what the abortion industry is feeding, mm -hmm. feeding the culture and has been feeding it for so many years, even before Roe v. Wade. But, you know, with Roe v. Wade, of course, goes on 50 years and we get used to that culture and right. that culture is a culture of death. Here we're talking about the essence of life. 
I am the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus tells us, right? Yeah, yeah. And he is all three of those things. And in this we see the giving of life, the man, the man God, the God man who gives up his life because he's talking now, given up for you is not just holding it up as the priest does when he looks at that host. He's doing it in a way that is giving up Christ, is giving himself up to the Father again as he gave himself on the cross the next yes, day. Yes. What a difference between that and the quick fix idea that I'll take care of my situation by getting rid of a problem. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, there's, there's a tremendous difference there. Now, the Eucharist, though, in a positive way, in a negative way, just say it this way, I think the loss that we have, we know there's about 30%, if that, people who believe in the real presence, I think that's even a higher number than what some of the statistics say. Mm -hmm. The real presence meaning for, listeners, the body and blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ is present in that tiny little wafer. Mm -hmm. That loss that is across the board and things is a parallel loss to the tiny child and then the understanding of the human nature and the love yes. that God has infused to everybody who are made in the image and likeness of God. So just as we're made in the image and likeness of God from that very first cell that our mothers brought forth in, in, uh, in the womb there, and the beginnings of life, that new life. So we see the new life that Jesus gave us in the Eucharist. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a new life. It's a tiny little wafer, hardly see it. And the size of both of those is, can't even see it under yeah. microscope, or you see with the host. But if it were so tiny, 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 it still would be the body and blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. Yeah. So yeah. There is a, there's a loss there. And we, I think when we bring one back, we bring the other back. They go very much together. Yeah. And, the, and the mindset of the people across the land the universe. You know, we did a study uh, early on in Priests for Life about the numbers of abortion mills, and of course they've been going down and down right. and down all through uh, these decades of our work. And the number of perpetual Eucharistic adoration chapels, we were tracking that it was rising. And as the abortion facilities went down, the Eucharistic chapels were going up. And at a certain point, uh, some years ago in our Priests for Life work, they crossed, right? And 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 the and the number of and we were only counting the perpetual mm -hmm. ones. The number of perpetual Eucharistic adoration chapels surpassed the numbers of abortion facilities, and it makes sense that if one is going up, the other would go down. For the reason you just mentioned, if and Mother Teresa used to say this: if we can see Jesus in that host, even though it doesn't look at all like him. We can see him in our poor brothers and sisters, even though they might not look like him. Mm -hmm. And we extend that to say we can see him in that unborn child, no matter how early, no matter how tiny, no matter how unlike a human being that early, early embryo might look. Uh, this, is, this is the image of God. Right, it's the image of faith too, that, that we recognize that that's, that's tiny little child in the womb. Uh, we don't see it, you know, but we have to sense, sense of belief. Now, we can see it under a microscope. We can see it, of course, whereas we cannot in the Eucharist see, right. of course, the, uh, the, uh, the Lord the there Lord, present. Yeah, yeah. But nonetheless, that um, is faith that it takes uh, on a part of people. So it's getting away from one's own urges and instincts to see what is given to us from God, you know, right. given the power right. in both the Eucharist as well as in the power of that tiny little child that is going to grow up into who knows what and, and uh, what a wonderful thing that is, every single one. And there's a sense of universality about that too, that the Eucharist is a uniting factor. You know, that the abortion tends to divide uh, families. It divides, of course, the, the mother from her child, but other things in society, there's a, there's a division that takes place there. 
the Eucharist unites, yes, and brings together, yeah. brings people together from all over. And, um, you know, we still actually, there are differences, of course, in religious denominations and the Catholic belief, of course, of course, the body and blood, soul and divinity of Christ is present there. But nonetheless, nonetheless, even without that, there is a sense of bringing together uh, people from, from all over. And uh, I think that's an important factor in this, the unity that it, that it creates. Yeah, it does. Well, if you're just joining us, friends, we're talking with Father Dennis Wild here at Priest for Life, and uh, we are talking about pro-life and the Eucharist. The church focusing on the Eucharist in a special way this year, and uh, Priest for Life having focused for a long time on the connections between what we believe about the Eucharist and what we believe about our duty to protect the unborn. So the Eucharist is a sacrament of unity. Uh, you know, it's um, the Lord said, when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all, all things to, to myself. myself. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the, the abortion does divide. Abortion divides, like you said, in many different, in many different ways. It rips asunder really everything it touches, uh, starting with the body of the unborn child. Uh, but we have, um, you know, we had Jim Pinto on our staff for a long time. People know him now through right. uh, EWTN. And he was talking about the dismemberment of the baby in abortion. And then the Lord saying, do this in remembrance of me. We remember mm -hmm. and we are remembering, putting back together the parts of the body of Christ, the parts of the body of that baby who ultimately gets raised by Christ yes. as well. Yes, yeah, it's a powerful uh, comparison. Yeah, there's much to be to be looked at in this wonderful Eucharist. And uh, Christ, <coughs> of course, the prototype of that is a John six, where he's his multiplication of the loaves and fishes, mm -hmm. and we see in that just a few little things, loaves and fishes, and then it grows into all to be satisfy everybody. In order to to do that, first of all, the people had to give the loaves and the fishes a little bit of that. We have to do a little bit of that with ourselves. So we do what we can, we pray, we become alert to what we're receiving. We must do that when we receive the sacrament, but the Lord does the rest and the grace fills our hearts in that many, many yeah. different ways. Yeah. And that's true, of course, in the, in the life issues to look and see the mother and the father, they begin that process, but it's God who continues that process and, and to let that just grow and beauti uh, beautify. And that's when people start to become aware of life, become aware of the marriage, become aware of the wonderful benefits that we have, the same thing with the Eucharist, the benefits that come not just in receiving at that moment, but what it does in the grace-filled time of our lives as well. You know, the other dimension of the Eucharist and pro-life is that it is the sacrament of life. Jesus right. said, I am the bread of life. The Eucharist is all about giving life, isn't it? And, and about giving life and about the, the abolishing of death, because it's the very same sacrifice. Jesus says, you mentioned about John 6, he says, as the living Father, gives life to me. I have life because of the Father. So the one who feeds on me will have life because of me. So he's saying there's this transfer of life from the Father to the Son, and then the Son becomes the bread of life, and that life comes into us. And then he said, if you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have life eternal right now, and I will raise you up on the last day. So it's obviously... The antidote to abortion, it's the opposite of abortion. It's the victory mm -hmm. over abortion. Right. Yes, getting back to the understanding that truly that Christ is present. You know, we see it this Christmas season. We celebrated the feast already, but we go into the new year yeah. and recognize Emmanuel is still with still us. Still with you know? us. And, and that's the most 
precious way by which yeah. he is with us through the Eucharist, where it's not just his word and it's not just once in a while. He could have come, you know, uh, and said uh, some things and gone on his own and said yeah. that's the end of yeah. it. But Emmanuel is that wonderful word that we use. Um, it will be called Emmanuel. Well, that's the Old Testament, of course, telling us that Christ is with us. And this is the way by which he institutes the Eucharist and goes on his word, continues yes, it, yes. and continues with us. You yeah, know, exactly. Process. Uh, what kind of practices would you recommend for pro-life people uh, who are Catholic, who believe in the Eucharist, in order to continue to, to nourish this pro-life commitment? What, what sort of Eucharistic uh, devotion should they have? Well, I think remembering the heart of Jesus too. You know, this is another thing which relates to the Eucharist. The, the, the whole devotion of the sacred heart right. goes back right. to the very core. You know, and you see the baby's heart beating at 20 days, 21 mm -hmm. days. Uh, the very early things. So God's plan is to make that heart something very important. So it's not just physically, of course, but it's also the sense of spirituality too. And so I think a devotion to the, the sacred heart of Jesus is a very beautiful thing. Because you're, you're worshiping his body. Exactly. Right? The heart is part of the body. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so when that lance pierced the heart, you know, that, that is the moment, of course, he was already dead. And of course, the Divine Mercy Chaplet is something which emphasizes that, the streams of water as well as blood, yeah. Holy Spirit as well as yeah. the suffering of Christ in that. But I think everybody uh, to understand the, the, the fact that Jesus is present with us, to come to communion, to do it reverentially, yeah. uh, we all should do this, you know. And I think as we do it, I go back to what I was saying before, I think we become more aware of the gift of life in that Eucharist, the gift of what God has given us through Jesus. We become more aware of the gift that is that, wor that person who is in the womb as well. You know, you remind me when you say this of the... Uh We've written about this, that when the priest gives the host and says the body of Christ, then we say amen and we take it. We want Christ, we want to be in union with Christ, but in taking and accepting Christ, mm. he requires that we accept all his brothers and sisters. Exactly. Right? And that's why you can't, you're not ready for communion if you are shunning other people. One cannot love the God he does not see without loving the brother he does see. You can't be receive, claiming to receive Jesus while hating your neighbor. Like you said in another place, and taking the uh, little part of the host, I'm going to take this part, but not this part. But of not, it, yeah, you, you know. break it off yeah. and give it back. No. That's yeah. right. right. We can't do that in our heart to human beings. And that's where the, our, our attitude towards the unborn comes in, doesn't it? So a person's going up to receive communion, it's like, yeah, I want Jesus, I want Jesus. But I don't acknowledge the unborn. What you do to the least of my brethren, you do unto me. The least right. of my brethren are the ones in the womb. There were many others too, but right. the least of my brethren in the womb. So you do unto me that the Eucharist that you're receiving, in a sense, is yes. a dishonor if you yes. don't, you know, allow everybody to have their place. Now you know, John Paul II refers to this in in uh, in the Gospel of Life. He says a rejection of a single human life is a rejection of Christ. Mm -hmm. And it ties in with that scripture you just mentioned. It ties in with the idea of receiving the Eucharist. And doesn't this answer the question that many people ask, you know, should these pro-abortion politicians be receiving communion? You know, it's not about punishing them. It's about the meaning of communion and the right. scandal that is given to others if the church is just giving the body of Christ to people who are throwing his teachings out the window. Yes, there has to be an acknowledgement of that and an accountability for that as well. That's true. I think of the, the visitation, which of course we celebrated before Christmas, yeah. but the Word of God made flesh, okay, yeah. dwelt in the house of Zachary and Elizabeth for three months. You know, so here we have 
the Word of God. Here we have the host in a sense, you know, there's Jesus Christ, of course, is not the host in that sense, but it's but tiny and small, unknown. And the influence must have had in coming to that house, yes. the beautiful oh thing like that was. That's right. So, so I think in a sense yeah. to recognize uh, what we are, to become more aware of that and to speak about it and to acknowledge this year of the Eucharist is very important. And I'm glad that the bishops, you know, acknowledge that this is so important for this uh, to take a couple important. of years, actually. Yeah. yeah. You know, we have a new brochure called The Pro-Life Commitment is Eucharistic. We have a new prayer card. This is called, but same thing, Pro-Life Commitment is Eucharistic. People can find those and many other things at a special website I want to let them know about. Brothers and sisters, priestsforlife.org, you know, is our main website. But if you go to priestsforlife.org slash Eucharist, you're going to find much more about the very things we're talking about here. The new brochure, the new prayer card, and Father Dennis, the music video uh, that uh, Donna made called This Is My Body. So priestsforlife.org slash Eucharist. We want to invite you to start going there each day. We'll be putting more material on there as the year progresses. And utilize that material. You know, they can give it to their pastors, too, because I'm sure that with all these sure. Eucharistic events going on, the clergy are looking for some good ideas for preaching on the Eucharist. Yeah, that This Is My Body, that video is very powerful because it shows uh, three different people. It shows yes. the Christ figure, uh, and that shows a woman who is talking about her her choice, you know, this is my body, I'll do what I want. And then the yeah. other who has come from the abortion afterwards and recognizes how she suffers from this. And she said, this is my body also. She recognizes yeah. the love and the mercy of God. So you see three parts in that or three figures. And I think it brings to light uh, quite oh, a bit of yeah. what the dynamic of this is before and after yeah. uh, abortion. I'll never forget yeah. the first time I saw that after we, I had proposed the idea to her. I had already written the brochure and she just she went with it jumped right, on yeah, the idea yeah. right away. She wrote the song that same night that I made the suggestion. And of course, then they had to work on it. Our friends at EWTN mm -hmm. and others worked on it. But there's nothing like then seeing the final product once you, once you have talked about it for so much. And still that movie, it hasn't lost any of its power, that, that song video, music video, I should say. So priestforlife.org slash Eucharist, you'll see This Is My Body. Um, you know, I'm in touch with uh, Gretchen Harris, the uh, the uh, singer who plays the the pro-abortion woman. You mm -hmm. know, on that video, mm. she's great. She's Gretchen is really she's talented and continues to serve the Lord in that way. Um, so, thanks, Father Dennis, for these reflections and uh, for the work you continue to do for Priests for Life, getting out on the road and and just stirring up the people of God to protect the unborn. That's what yes, we're about. Praise God that we That's can do that and still do it. <laughs> yeah, and still do it after all these years. And you're still doing it too. And we thank you, friends, for continuing to do it and doing it with us. Let's stay united. Let's stay strong. Let's stay on the path of victory for our church, for our nation for the unborn and for this movement. Let's turn to the Lord again in prayer. Father, thank you for uh, the gift of priesthood and the gift of the Eucharist. Uh, thank you for the gift by which you give us all the call to say, this is my body given for you. Parents saying it to their children, this is my body given for you. I want you to live. Spouses saying it to one another in that embrace of mutual love priests saying it to their congregation. I give myself in service to you and all of us in our own vocations saying it to the community, the people of God, 
The service we give every day is a self-giving service. This is my body given up for you. Lord Jesus, may we continue to live those words exactly like you did. May we continue to love exactly like you love us. And may this love bring us to that life that knows no end, that knows no death or crying out or pain, that life which is eternal, which is you, Lord Jesus, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Priestforlife.org slash Eucharist. Don't forget to go there, friends. And donate to our work as well. You'll be able to see the donate button also on that page. We appreciate your support. Father Dennis and I thank you for your commitment, and we will talk to you soon. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.